0: Ladies and gentlemen, this picture contains scenes which under no circumstance should be viewed by anyone with a heart condition or anyone who is easily upset.
1: Welcome back to Caustic Content, the show where two dear friends torture each other by trying to find the absolute worst thing streaming on the Internet. Uh, I'm Steve, and joining me as always, we've got Adam Myros here uh hi steve hello hello and of course our uh, impartial third vote to determine the worst of the worst today uh twink supreme colin tanner's here <sighs>
0: yep yeah. you know it's better guys <laughs> i just really enjoy what we do here lately it's been really good
2: this has been good what are you talking about last last episode we fleed amazon prime to uh try and get away from the the fucking mess we were in and uh this week we came crawling back and lo and behold this is the episode where i feel like we got away from the absolute nightmare dregs we were in uh for about three months
0: you know I just, I don't know how to say this without, uh, you know, spoiling anything, but there'll be a moment at least when we just see an onion just covered in white sauce. I actually start <laughs> gagging watching one of these movies. Vegetarian. And you should you should appreciate it. I'm, oh, goddamn. You always help me as vegetarian. <laughs> but even I'm just like, this is the most disgusting fucking thing I've seen in a long time. And they know it. Whatever. Fuck it.
2: You know, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say there's not the, there's more disgusting moments in that very same film. Uh whether they're intentional or not. Yes. Very much so. I
1: mean, there's there's quite a bit of disgusting things going on in that movie, but somehow it's uh it's better than what we've been doing. I mean, last week we had a movie about, you know, wouldn't it be funny if people did actual sex crimes? Like that was the basic premise. So We've gotten away from that. That was on here. That was that was on here, <laughs> sir. Uh, let me introduce you to a film called Sex Pot. You can Google that one? Really Whoa. take which you some place. by the way. That was a, the film that was deemed the, the better of the two. The, <laughs> the better of the show. two. The better of the two. Uh, which is again shocking, shocking. <laughs> uh, it, it lost to Power Plegic, which uh, again, if you're new to the show, that's pretty much what it sounds like. So uh, yeah, yeah great stuff we've been up to I did really. listen
0: to the episode and they i'm glad i wasn't on <laughs> I, I
1: would say the last three episodes have been very dire this is the first time in a long time that i have actually been entertained by what we've watched so what a change of pace for caustic content things aren't so caustic anymore uh but myros before we get into the films we covered
2: today why don't you go over the rules so that people know what exactly we're doing here I can do that, Steve. We are only allowed to use what the streaming service provides, which in this case, not a whole fucking hell of a lot. I, I didn't see, uh, I mean, I, we had a trailer, I guess, but, you know, some of these, a trailer is not what you think it is. It's just a collection of images. Uh, but, yeah, we we can't go outside for, for more information going in. Uh, we're also trying to stay away from found footage films because they're all the same fucking thing. Uh, we also have what we call the Godfrey Ho clause, which is to say only one film per director. Uh, damn shame sometimes. I, I, this is a film on my end here that uh, we're not going to be able to include, it, unfortunately. And these cannot hmm. be anything either of us have previously seen. Again, we like to come in fresh, try and keep the conversation a little more lively. I mean, Colin's here, so it's, it's probably going to drag, but we do our best. <laughs> hey,
0: I just like to talk to the listeners out there and, just, just to clarify something before we get into these films, I do think it's very interesting that you guys seem to think like, "Hey, we've been through some shit, but now things are looking up." And um, I don't know, we should probably call some doctors after this, huh? It's, it's the power of positivity, Colin. No, yeah, you fucking lost it. <laughs> these films are terrible. Both of them are horrible. I mean, like, <laughs> well, what listen, the hell? Listen, man when you when you're every every
1: single week, you're just you're just staring into the void. And for once you watch something, you go, huh, that was, I laughed this time. <laughs> or that, that looked like a camera movement that a professional would make. We don't get, like, our bar for cost of content is incredibly low. Incredibly low. So, <laughs> you know, once once that bar is, is raised above the subterranean level, uh, you know, we, we get uh-huh. into Citizen Kane territory for us. So uh, what a week. What a week it's been. But let's, let's start with a film that I chose based specifically on on the name, which I deem to be the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life, and I maintain that the name is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life, I chose a little movie called
2: Attack of the Taddy Bogle. It, it may even be a dumber name considering the content of the film. There, there's really... Yeah. Is the Taddy Bogle some sort of a Wisconsin Sasquatch or something? Because that's not really in this film, I mean.
1: I have no idea. I, I tried to look at this a little bit. I didn't do extreme research for the podcast, unfortunately. Uh, to my knowledge, I, I don't believe they ever say, oh, it is the legendary Taddy Bogle who has come to take retribution. It's not really explained very well. It's it's a pretty standard setup for your horror slasher film, wherein you've got a large group of young people venture into the, uh, the deep woods of Wisconsin, in this case, uh, Sand Lake. So if you want to drive a ways north of Eau Claire, Wisconsin, to the far uh, northwest regions of the state, welcome to Sand Lake. Uh, I, I can confirm, even though it's kind of a you know a, a gag that people lean on here in, in shitty horror movies, oh, I don't get any cell phone reception. You're really not getting reception up there. That is 100% on point. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> these people... Driving in the middle of nowhere in the northwoods of Wisconsin. There's a huge group of these young people. And uh, then there is a monster who I I don't know what a, a Taddy Bogle to me says like that says Sasquatch.
2: Okay, I've, I've looked this up, Steve. It is actually. A, oh, good. A Scottish. <laughs> Uh, term for like a, a scarecrow type deal. okay so that makes sense sort of because
1: there is a a, a scarecrow why are we calling it a taddy bogle we don't know there's no huge scottish <laughs> contingent of the wisconsin no. population there's a lot of pasty white fuckers around here but uh nobody that's
0: just full on scottish so okay Whoa, 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 whoa. You're saying there's pasty fucking people here. Why don't we step outside as soon as the sun sets and settle this?
1: I can't go outside. It was it was like 40 degrees the other day. I went for a walk for 10 minutes and came back sunburned. And I'm, that's not uh, hyperbole at all. That's the state I'm in. It's a very pasty state, Wisconsin. So, you know, all these kids going to the woods. And and that's that's pretty much it. Because then the titular Taddy Bogle does the titular attack and starts axing uh, young people. And and that's it. That's the movie. That's all you need. It's a very simple setup. It's a very simple execution. There's, I think, roughly 300 kids on this trip. Well, kids (laughs) is a stretch,
2: too. I mean, most of them seem to be about 40, you know.
1: Yeah, I don't know what they're supposed... I think they're supposed to be, like, college kids, but they're definitely, like... The hairlines say otherwise. <laughs>
0: it's all about the hairlines because it just communicates everything. <laughs> they, they, get,
1: they get axed one by one, and there's quite a few of them, so it, it, it sets it up... Actually, I can't believe I'm saying this and being complimentary to the film that I chose. It works out well because it's a brisk movie. It's... God, it's 61 minutes. It's barely feature-length. And they introduce all these characters to essentially just be, um, well, you know, not cannon fodder, I guess, axe fodder for this uh, murderous Taddy Bogle. Uh, there's not mm-hmm. a, a ton of character development, but there's just enough. And yeah. I will say um, there are like professional touches here and there. It doesn't look great. It's shot on like grainy digital and lighting's less than ideal, but there is a degree of professionalism. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean this is this is a fucking zero budget movie shot in the dark woods. Uh we've seen yeah. where that can go. This thing looks like fucking a gem. I like the I'm shocked by how well they handled the lighting considering yeah, considering the situation that they that, that they set up for themselves sure and there's i mean you could tell that like
1: scenes were blocked that there was thought that went into most of this uh the camera itself it, it like there's there's movements and cinematography here that reflects the 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 tone and and what's going on in the film you know like there's some great i can't believe i'm saying this there's great handheld work uh mm-hmm. during the scene mm-hmm. where they first get teddy boggled, and uh they're kind of like freaking out and starting to like barricade the uh, cabin that they're staying in. It's it's reasonably well done. Also really great use of uh just, just kind of camera shots that shoot in through the windows to kind of distance you as a viewer from from either the the action or or the conversations of the madness and kind of take you out of that for a second. It's it's not bad. It's not great, but it's it's smart considering what they're working with. Yeah. And the other thing I will say that is complimentary. No final thing here is uh the kills are they're all right you know they're they're quick Mm. they're brutal uh they have a weight to them which is nice and the special effects are not lights out you know this isn't a crazy gore-soaked movie but it's just enough like it just does it it's fine i i would give this guy money
2: (laughs) understand their limitations here right uh for me I don't know what Colin's over there groaning and moaning about, because for me, this is... uh, I want to make sure that I get tagged in. You'll you'll get tagged in when we say you get tagged in. Uh, (laughs) But in the meantime, my opinion is... I, I, and Lord knows I didn't expect this, but I think this is probably the best thing we've ever watched for Caustic content. <laughs> oh that may my be the case. god, it's
1: entirely possible. Like this, there's a possible. lot to
2: admire with with the construction of this for what it is. Again, mm-hmm. I I feel like we've seen like three or four movies that are just like a group of friends who decide they're gonna go up to a fucking cabin and shoot a movie, and usually the results are apocalyptic. And this thing. It's not. It, it This is smartly made in many ways. It's not some masterpiece. It's just very lean and simple, and it, it doesn't stay beyond the earned run time. And yeah, I, I, I kind of like this. I just wish it wasn't <laughs> called Attack of the Tatty Bogle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, Colin, since I can't do my own job, uh, why don't you <laughs> shit
0: on my film for me? <laughs> okay well I I just want to say like you said the audio well I don't actually know if you mentioned this but the audio is very good throughout the film yeah it's pristine so are the you know the shots are perfect you know everything's just well mixed Um, there's music that's layered everything's great Um, except (laughs) they needed some direction there's no creative direction this is all about their cameras and their audio equipment And they're just too fucking uh, attached to, I don't know, the perception of professionalism to actually let their fucking horror movie get fucking scary. Like, wow, yeah, you mixed in that music really good, but like, why don't you actually do some Foley work? It's a horror film. We're in the woods. We should be hearing things. Hearing whatever music you want to use, like all the time, it's just, it's, it's nauseating. It's just like nonstop. And yes, the first kill is great. Oh yeah! But then they keep using like the exact same setup. Like it, it almost looks like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know when the guy like turns the corner and um, Leatherface is there and just like hits him over the head. It's like that, but in reverse. Like somebody's sitting down and this guy just walks in the room and just acts somebody in the back
2: of the head. Yeah, I, I, we we can't. We should linger on that moment a little bit because I, that is like a real fucking deal thing. Like if I went to the Cineplex. And that scene was in yes. a horror movie, I'd be fucking impressed with it. This guy just walks in and this group of friends is kind of like, ha, ha, ha who's that wearing the scarecrow mask. And then he just fucking axes the guy in the head, and it's just like, whoa. I <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I am legitimately impressed great. by what they did with that in that moment.
0: But mm-hmm. then the rest of the movie, they just keep doing that. And it's like they want to show off, like, yeah, we can show everything. Because we're not afraid. Well, okay, great. But sometimes horror movies are about hiding something. This sometimes. doesn't. It
1: doesn't feel. That's. I think that's where I disagree. Is it doesn't feel to me like it's a horror movie in the sense that it should be scary. It's just kind of a. It's just kind of a slasher homage. Like it's. It's exactly. It. It lays out its intentions immediately, and with what it's going for, I. I don't think it's able to really mm-hmm. build suspense. They understand their own limitations. Even going to the Foley work, I mean everything is just I mean, it's the it's the uh, sound that they have to work with. They're not they're not going in and no. adding shit. And it's it's an hour long. Uh, so I don't know what kind of time restraints they had here or anything, because it does kind of end abruptly and without a, a very uh, uh satisfying conclusion i suppose but it just it just it the whole thing seems like a proof of concept and if this was just a pitch thing where this guy was just like hey i went to the woods for the weekend and in two days i made this with my friends i'd be like
2: okay here's some money go make a fucking movie yeah this guy should like get the he should have been in like the corman fucking factory back in the day or something he just yeah turned that's, that's exactly He's what like he a, would have been
1: yeah exactly yeah, no. He he would have been a, a, a Corman guy or a Full Moon guy in the '80s, like just a total utilitarian filmmaking, get the job done type of person, and that's fine. Like this isn't when we're talking caustic content here. We're not compare. I'm not comparing this to like Evil Dead or something. It is oh, what no, it no, is. No. But what it is in the realm of what we watch is pretty exceptional, <laughs> to be honest.
2: it is, I mean, if you went to a horror like film festival. In a in a given year, not like some huge budget one, but like it no, and like mid-level. Duluth, Minnesota. Yeah, <laughs> this this, could, this would win a short category. It would. It is a quality piece of work. It is not remarkable. It does not intend to be remarkable. It's I, I, a then lot of the complaints you see about it are like, hey, I wish they told us more about the killer. It's like I sure don't. I, I feel like that's exactly what it should have been. Like the, the mm-hmm. ominous setup like, with the corpses just kind of strewn about the woods. and That's great. Yeah, there's this a lot of, awesome. in this thing that it is really exceptional for the level we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's
0: no soul to it. There's no soul to it. Like, I want this movie to at least do something, and it just feels like, um, it's just, like I said, it's too precious about the perception of professionalism, and it just won't actually commit... The weird flaws that make horror like you have to take you can't just look at these shots perfectly and be like, see how well we lit everything like, okay, but like, you know, and like I said about the audio, that really is lame when someone's supposed to be hiding and like, you know, skulking around and avoiding someone and we just have like this crazy bombastic music, like it just kills the tension. And I'll just say this, there's no tone. I don't know what the tone is. It just feels like aliens made this to me. I think there's just I don't know. Very well produced, but there's no I need something. You know, like just anything to latch on to. I,
2: I think you're you're on the wrong podcast, uh, if you want something to latch on to, because if you're expecting <laughs> it to get better than this, then good luck going forward. Yeah.
0: I think I think we've watched better
2: films than this. I think that is what I You're I'll fucking say. insane. I I <laughs> since you've been on the show, I can't imagine what you could be referring to. Uh, sir, perhaps he's, uh, talking
1: of, uh, Wizard So-So in the Magical Kingdom, uh, <laughs> Zidane
0: Adams the Black Blogger. <laughs> oh, man. Damn, that movie uh, sucked.
2: Key Lime Voodoo. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that might be what um... he would say, because he's out of his goddamn mind. But, uh, yeah, to me, like, the director has a clear intent and executed it very well, considering. mm I I don't I don't have any complaints with this movie honestly. There I thought I would. The setup is a mess. Like there's no reason to have like 20 fucking characters in this movie, and thankfully it it, it doesn't really. It's just like oh yeah we we have 20 characters. Uh, all of them are dead except for these five or something, and that's fine. It didn't need such a an unwieldy setup. It could have just been like five friends go into the woods or something. But ah. Uh, i i was so worried about especially when they started with this politics shit i'm like oh no oh god <laughs> but it goes away it doesn't fucking dwell on that it doesn't really factor into anything it, it's just almost playing with like a classic sort of even like a night of the living dead setup where these people there's like some underlying tension between them in this sort of single room horror setup but
0: that's a that's a that's a dynamic that we don't see repeated in uh, or at least to the same level to other characters. We really don't get to develop like um, just like their interpersonal relationships or whatsoever except for that one and it doesn't pay off whatsoever. So I don't know why time was devoted to it.
2: You know, it's just but it wasn't. There was like a minute fucking devoted to it and that's acceptable. Also this movie but, but, but ends why? with Why? <laughs> this movie ends with The group deciding to go on a pontoon and head out to the middle of the lake. And I was like, that's like the most logical thing I've ever fucking seen in one of these things. God (laughs) bless them. That
0: was well thought out. I don't know, guys. I thought it was
1: a very, I thought it was a slog. I have one question about this movie that I'm going to need someone to answer for me. It allegedly came out in 2017. Um, I am confused about the timeline and, and and I don't know because it's hard to tell with these cheapy digital movies, you know, what the difference between a, a, a 2017 and a, you know, a 2007 is, but th- this seems to be a, a pre Obama product to me. <laughs> like uh, the political <laughs> conversation is like George Bush and you're like, Oh, okay. And then on top of that, the cell phones that are used are, are pretty yeah. archaic. So my question is, was this actually shot over a decade ago and then just uploaded to Amazon or whatever or, or, or distributed or finished in 2017? Or or is, it, is this a period film? Does it take place like 10 years in the past? And why is that? I, I don't understand that part.
0: You're saying this is a Resident Evil childhood scenario? <laughs> Could be a Resident Evil Childhood
1: scenario, but at least Resident Evil Childhood was kind enough to explain that we were watching the creepy home movies of some dumbass children from 1998. This is a
2: good question. I didn't consider it, although you're definitely right. It is very Bush-era in content. And, yeah, I I would tend to think probably... It's probably old. Yeah, it's got to be. That's my inclination, because even the
1: tone feels very like, horror of that era, you know? You remember when, uh, like, like Hatchet came out and it was the indie horror darling and mm-hmm. slashers were back and all that shit? <laughs> Let me it tell feels you, this is very better than Hatchet. Bet. <laughs> better than Hatchet, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. Colin, what do you think? Is it, is it a period piece or is it just old and somehow repurposed?
0: Um, I think it was probably filmed over a long period of time and edited over a long period of time and I don't know. I just think, like, it was just very well done and meticulously
2: done, and just there's no life to it whatsoever. <laughs> you think this was filmed over... I don't think it was filmed over... I think maybe the pro- the post-production might have been like... It says in the credits that it was just filmed in a weekend in, in Wisconsin and oh, like, Minnesota. that'd be two
0: weeks. Wow. Well, you know, it, I don't know, guys. I'm just so shocked that you're not more, like, bled on this, because, like, I said, there's no heart, there's no soul, there's no, like, there's nothing... Like, the other stuff you guys watch, as bad as it is, it has somebody with a heart trying to do something, like, just fucking going for it. And this feels like some people are just like, (laughs) I hate to put it this way, but it's like white dude bros being like, let's take a vacation in our imagination. And all their ideas are just like, I've seen that before. And I've seen that before. Like, they don't, I don't know. I don't know why they wanted to make this. I don't know. Like, why? It's not wholly original.
1: And it does kind of feel like a demo reel. But again it's costing content so i mean occasionally we get swing for the fences stuff which is admirable compared to like generic dreck um but also there's there's like the formal considerations to make and you know when you have like a sound mix that's i mean a functional sound mix when you have a camera in focus when someone's when there's a tripod my god like these are things we're not used to here so um yeah i, I don't think it's the most original thing but no. it also doesn't do anything exceptionally bad even when it's not okay. great it's not going it's not like it's not dropping the ball completely at any point
0: it's just like fine i i won't i'm trying not to make an unfair comparison because it, it is unfair because one is like a beloved film but someone earlier i forget who brought up you know night of the living dead not the most original film. It's just people in a room and it's still <laughs> it did something. You
2: introduced the fucking Western concept of zombies. I'd
0: say it's pretty original. Okay. Fine. <laughs> yes, yes. We could do but like on I mean, Colin's burying himself here on live TV. This is your live no. <laughs> live podcast. We have to talk about it on a different level, is all I'm saying. Like don't talk about it as a like the the concept of the zombie, but just like as if you just have a budget and just what you're trying to do, at least like they never let the
2: angle of the camera even be cool. Like it's just blah. I don't know. It's I don't boring. I don't understand. Uh, for me, having done this show for too long, uh I'm sick and fucking <laughs> tired of people who think they have a story to tell. Shut the fuck up. You don't. Yes. <laughs> just fucking a workmanlike film. God bless America. I I just it, it's just a pleasure to behold. It's this is it. This is this is a blue collar 9 to 5 go to work at the auto parts
1: stamping factory, come home, you know, clock out, dinner with the wife and kids. This
2: is this is a real blue collar film. Yeah, what what you saying is like a complaint you could levy at someone like John Carpenter or something like, "Oh, there's no real voice here this is a guy who's taking like bog standard genre material and executing it well it's like yeah and it's fucking awesome no 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 no
0: <laughs> i disagree i disagree on that last part because we're executing uh production well which is to say that everything is visible and everything can be heard and everything is communicated effectively but that's just it that's basically he took a slab of marble and just showed it off and said, you know, how good is this slab of marble? And Everyone can agree it's great, but he didn't sculpt it. He didn't do anything to it. It's like, it's just I flat. There's no flavor. Go
2: to the theater and watch 10 horror movies in a year, and you'll see shit that's much less inspired than this, frankly. And that doesn't even have, like, a couple effective scenes, and it's just kind of there. I, I then I say, throw it in the pile with them and forget about it. <laughs>
0: <Because
2: that's> like... <laughs> I, you put uh, some fucking throwaway Lionsgate movie in the caustic content rig. And it, it fucking wins by a landslide every goddamn week. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: because we got to remember the spirit of the show here too, Colin. Um, and, and that is, of course, we're trying to find the worst thing streaming on the Internet. And every week we have to ask ourselves, like, you know which one of these films strives to hit that point, uh, whether they actually accomplish the goal of being the worst thing on the internet or not. And this one doesn't feel like it deserves to be in that conversation. I like how I'm I'm defending
2: this, and I it's my fucking movie. I should be like, Colin's right? This sucks." Well, <laughs> uh, sometimes <laughs> a clear narrative emerges, and to me, I I don't want to punch it attack of the Taddy Bogle because I couldn't fucking make a better movie if you gave me a camera in the woods like I just couldn't this is <laughs> this is well done Yeah. Taddy Bogle I mean, respect yeah.
0: <laughs> good job on the lighting good job on the sound I just don't think that they have any idea how to direct a movie
1: Colin I'm, I'm excited for our, uh, our our like overflowing inbox from people who heard you say that uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead was not an original <laughs> or important film <laughs>
0: Whoa, that's putting words <laughs> in my mouth. No, I'm saying if you take a wow. No, 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 no. What I said is uh, it, taking a vaccine. Account. At
1: gmail.com if you want to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Christ. That'd be the crucifixion uh, episode. Yeah.
1: Dogpile at colin.org. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dogpile.com. <laughs> God. Okay. Uh, well,.
2: Uh, which is not what I said, but okay, move along. Just for people can rewind the tape. Oh, okay, Colin. Well, we'll get to a movie that uh, really will fulfill your your fucking yearning for an individual voice. by God in
0: heaven, <laughs> which also sucks. that's,
2: that's doesn't <laughs>
0: mean. But that's the best part. Colin, Colin,
1: all I want is an original piece of cinema on Caustic Content. Here is an original piece of cinema. This is also trash.
2: (laughs) Of course it is.
1: Welcome to Caustic Content, where everything sucks all the time, no matter what it is. Uh, The second movie that we watched this week uh, was an Adam Myros choice. And I think under any other circumstances, uh, this probably would have been the better film. Yeah, I'd agree. But unfortunately, uh, you know, maybe that's not the case this week. And uh, if if Taddy Bogle might be the best thing we've ever watched and the second best thing we've ever watched might be divorcee at large. Well, that might uh, be a Canadian director. uh, I I don't know what her name is. Carly Smith uh, from Saskatchewan. Mm. You ever seen a Saskatchewanian film? Um. No, of course you haven't. Three fucking people live there. No one lives there. Come on.
0: (laughs)
2: What are you going I to Saskatoon a, a film festival in French? So you know it's right that well, this is a Quebec. Well, I would say <laughs> I have because I saw Divorce at Large, but this is definitely filmed in fucking L.A. Are you sure? I love L.A. I don't know. This can't possibly be f- filmed in Canada, can it? I, I believe it is. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure.
1: So it doesn't have the look of Canada. Listen, man, you been to Saskatoon? obviously not so here's here's how you can do it because i had those thoughts too because it's like looks a little sunny for a province in canada that i've never been to and don't know anything about said steve a person who likes to think things about canada that he doesn't actually know and so there's a restaurant that they go to the restaurant with um, with the bird man and i saw the name of the restaurant it was called like you know so and so's vegetarian diner or something like that and i googled it and unfortunately, it's permanently closed due to COVID-19 RIP Vegetarian Diner. <laughs> uh, but it is in Regina, uh, uh, Saskatchewan, which is actually the, uh, you would think Saskatoon, but because that's the capital of Saskatchewan. But it's actually Regina or maybe it's Regina. I don't know how to say it. I think
2: it, it is Regina.
1: Regina. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you want a gene. Sometimes you want a giant. I don't know. Uh,
2: I, yeah. So uh, Regina, Regina, Reggie, that's where it is. You're right. I would have sworn this was like a fucking, like, I moved to LA and Mm -hmm. washed the fuck out and decided to fucking pull my fellow washouts and and make this fucking $5 movie. Uh, It really gives off that vibe. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah,
0: it's, um... I don't, I'm kind of amazed that you guys have gotten this far without even explaining what the fuck this thing is, because, well, like... How
2: the hell are you gonna do that? <laughs>
0: um, okay, I, I, I can summarize it without even looking at my notes. It is a film about a woman who gets a divorce, and she decides that she's gonna be the divorcee. It's, you might even say at large. And Perhaps at large. It goes out and, you know, has some dates... Some dates go good, some dates go bad. She has some conversations about things she thinks about dating, like dick pics and people talking shit behind her back, which definitely doesn't sound paranoid. <laughs> and uh, that's about it. Now, this this is classic cost-of-content setup for the most part,
1: because Divorcee at large... If we were going to do, like, a rom-com episode, the the chance of, of a caustic content film being about a woman who divorces her shitty husband and then dates a series of shitty men is just like, oh, these guys! Uh, that's that's a lot of caustic content, rom-com content, okay? Now, this is different because there's, like, weird puppets and costumes because the director and... Uh, One of the main guys, Landon Jorgensen, who plays the the government interviewer as well. Uh, They seem to be like artists and puppeteers of some sort, and they make Mm. weird shit. So this is kind of their weird shit come to life. And in their defense, the first 30 minutes or so of this weird shit fucking works. It's gross out weird comedy. There's shades of of Tim and Eric or Wonder Showsen to a degree, and the... The the other thing that comes to mind, too, if if you haven't seen it, the movie The Greasy Strangler, there's uh,
2: echoes mm-hmm. of Greasy Strangler here. So pretty solid, <laughs> I'd say. I think 30 minutes is probably a little generous. I, I think maybe 30 minutes, like, segmented out of the film work for me. But even in the first 30 minutes, there are some things where you're like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. Like the Landon Jorgensen segments where he's just fucking running around with like a... A camera-mounted mic held in his hand, with wind noise blowing all over the place, and going like, "What's your pet peeve?" I'm like, "Yeah, my pet peeve is that this is in your movie."
0: <laughs> all right, well, I, you know, I don't know. I the first 27 minutes, because I just agree with most of what Steve said right there. Like I have it in my notes. 27 minutes in, it's still awesome. And then eventually it just kind of like turns into something really boring. But like, I do want to just focus on the good parts because those first 27 minutes, the government interviews are really funny. He's talking to the one woman and she's like, what's one of your pet peeves? And she's like, AM radio. I don't like AM radio. She just just turns around and goes, FML radio. Fuck my life. (laughs) I don't know why she said that, but it was very fun. Like there's an energy to a bunch of people that don't know how to act. That interview is good. I actually, I, I like the part in that one where she's like, I hate AM radio, radio
1: that that like hissing <laughs> noise, and they both just like get over the mic and are like,
2: like just, <laughs> what yeah. the fuck are you okay. doing? yeah, that interview was kind of fun. I, I forgot about it because the other ones are not. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: it's, it's very John Waters, it's very flamboyant, and it's, it's very fun. The problem is that there's puppets, and the puppets are not that fun after a while, and then it just becomes more about this girl and her puppets. And the less we see of the world out there, and the more we just see of her fucking a puppet, or having a puppet pet, or talking to another puppet on a different puppet date, or seeing a puppet dick, (laughs) it's not very fun. The
2: puppets to me are not the problem, the puppets make the thing interesting at first, Yeah, but Uh, the problem is that this is a 95 minute movie, and holy shit, the puppets... It's like every time there's a a weird character, masked man or puppet uh, that shows up, it's initially like, hey, yeah, this is fun. They had a nice little skit for this guy. And then he just comes back and he comes back and he comes back and he comes back. And then they only had the one skit for him. And then all the other stuff's like, holy shit. What the fuck? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think like like some of the shit, like the bird guy is super fucking creepy and weird. He looks like one uh, what are, of what are the birds from the Dark Crystal. Uh, but but you see just his cease. dick, you see his disgusting bird penis or and, the whiz. Yeah, it's just really terrifying shit. Um, it, it's it's great. And he plays this like, I don't know, weird Guy who is just like, oh, you have to be exactly the way I want you to be, and also I'm gonna sexually harass you. And they go to a restaurant, and he orders for, and he orders two raw onions at a (laughs) side of white sauce, (laughs) and two big glasses of milk. (laughs) It's fucking
0: disgusting. Oh my god. But it's it's hilarious. It's just.
1: and then there's like weird That's- asides there that they're just like throwaway lines that just kind of deepen the weirdness and and how fucking funny the scene is like the part where she, i mean this woman she's eating this raw onion and so she starts to tear up and she goes hold on i, I bottle my tears and then she like puts it <laughs> on her eye and then she's like it's been a rough year my bottle's almost full and then he's like shut the fuck up or something it's it's very strange <laughs>
0: There's a, you know what, like, it reminds me almost of like, uh, it's not like exactly like Jim Jarmusch or something, but like, you know, there's just like a, there's a spark to the scenes. that Coffee just,
1: and cigarettes with a giant bird puppet?
0: <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? You know, it, it, he has a, it's a interesting, um, relationship, but I just want to really stress this. The protagonist is this girl, and she's really boring, and she's not a good
2: actress, and oh, she's, she's on the terrible. screen too yeah, yeah. much. Yeah, and not a good writer, and not a good director, and yeah, I think that the problem with divorce at large is is Carly Smith herself, generally. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, and
1: she's she's like an artist, artist. She does like like actual physical art, like she paints, and she had a hand in, in this like kooky puppet nonsense. And I think I, she clearly has a creative mind, and there's ideas swirling around here, but there's like enough quality film for an amusing short or two yes and and this is stretched to feature length and clearly this is not a medium that she has experience in or you know is is comfortable working in or understands the language of same thing like if she does oil painting and you just hand her like i don't know fucking ceramics just because she's an artist doesn't mean that she's going to create something good uh she might make something that's occasionally interesting and and that's kind of what we have here it's just it's it's the
0: wrong medium for her completely well, but not—I don't know about that, it, because it's—I um, I think she's in the right area of, like, film. Just maybe it should be a shorter film, like a short film. You know, like, just do a standalone, maybe, like, 30 minutes,
2: 45 I, minutes. I, th- this is a stretch to me. What about this film exhibits that she's in the right medium with film? She, as far as executing anything to do with creation using a camera— or at a microphone, this is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it's a fucking disaster. Like, maybe a short, like, stage play or something using these puppets. Great. Uh, or it just fucking hand over the reins to someone else to, to film your goddamn movie. Because mm-hmm. uh, as much as, again, it's cost of content. We, we, we expect these things. This isn't remarkably horrible looking, but it sure as shit is horrible looking. Mm-hmm
1: well in defense of divorcee at large uh there is a song that plays throughout this film that is an absolute (laughs) banger
2: total fucking earworm
1: so good and i think it's it's like the first six and a half minutes of this movie because i kind of timed it out it's basically just this song playing it's like a and to give you an idea of it it's 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 like the venga bus song it's just but it's about twinkie boy who is a man in a suit with a twinkie for a head and who is also married to our main <laughs> character but the song is and you don't know anything going into this movie like you're just turning on and you're like oh, what the fuck and all of a sudden it's just like twinkie boy plays with twinkie toys like it just goes man it just fucking hits and I was trying in a a time crunch, and this is, I realize this is a cost of content sin, so consider this my atonement. I watched this movie at 1.25 speed. I'm sorry. I did it for both, so it's fair. (laughs) They were both sped up a little bit for me. Lucky bastard. (laughs) I I, I was listening to the song, I was like, this is fucking amazing. And then I went back, and I listened to it at regular speed less fucking amazing (laughs) so i would encourage you if you are listening to this per usual with costed content probably not things that you need to bother with however for this movie you could watch like the first 20 30 minutes whatever put it at 1.25 speed and fucking just let that song hit because it is so good so good when it's sped up cannot stress that enough it fucking rocks
2: uh so yeah there are things in this movie that are very enjoyable and quite creative and fun and then there's the other 90 percent of the fucking movie which is not i mean there's just there's a lot of this that drags it talk about a movie that doesn't seem to know what it wants to say i i don't know like this doesn't have any sort of conclusion or anything it seems to be vaguely about her journey but then I, I don't know what this shit would like. Uh, there's no arc. It's just like, oh, she dates uh, like three shitty guys and then wins the lottery, she wins the lotto. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. it, man. That's all you need. I mean, listen, listen,
1: I, I think the arc is pretty simple. It's it's almost it's simple to a fault in my mind because it's just, oh, you date shitty men and then you until and you, you just you're gonna be unhappy until you're happy with yourself which is fine but but then like you said there's literally no growth here she's kind no. of annoying herself and a fucking dumbass and she dates terrible men and that's the duration of the movie until she's basically she hasn't grown at all and then she walks to a park takes off her pants bangs like a Native of american hand drum and wins the lottery. And then suddenly mm-hmm. she has grown as a person. And and, and the kind yes. of person that she is, like even the positive traits that she tries to exhibit, it's like shit that annoys me. Like I don't care. You, you're, yes. you're like fucking 37 years old or something probably. And you're like, oh, tarot <laughs> cards and crystals. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Why do you got scarves hanging on your wall? Why is like, why you, you probably <laughs> want to like talk to me about tool or something. I don't want to listen to your fucking Maynard James Keenan philosophy. Fuck off with that shit. How did this movie
2: not have devil sticks,
1: by the I way? don't know. It seems know. like it should definitely have or, had devil or the, sticks. What, what, Colin, what, you probably know one of these people, Colin. Uh, do you know any, like, the people with the silver <laughs> balls, that are the crystal ball, and they can, like, rotate them around their hands? This is all, like, just fucking coffee shop
2: hippie nonsense. Yes, to us uh, beefy Midwesterners, this is like a fucking nightmare world. It's like, yeah. it's it's this is the hell that it, it comes in my dreams, you know? Yeah. this is it, It's no good. No good, no good. All I wanna say is just if if she were to
0: focus on filming other people and writing for other people, there would be an inherent charisma maybe there, like the scene where the person from the lottery like collects her information, that one guy, he's just like really monotone, he's like Congratulations, you whatever. He's really funny. Like, I don't know, like, the way he delivers that line, whether thought, it's or I thought the not, twist was going to be
1: that it's a scam because it was coming off like, oh, I need your mother's maiden name and your social security number and all this information. And I thought that was the twist. Like, oh, she's going to get scammed somehow and her life's going to spiral further. It's like, no, you actually won the lottery. Congratulations. Oh, OK,
0: great. She knows how to edit other people, but she has no idea how to edit herself because it's really boring. Yeah. You know, like, wait, have you ever seen that movie Night of the Living Dead?
2: Look at the limitations. <laughs> <setting>. <laughs> <sighs> I, I don't know I, I, why someone feels the need to, to, like, fucking throw in the movie them, like, scrubbing their armpits. and Oh, that's where it turns for me.
1: Is there anything Uh, that we have watched in in at least like six months that comes close to the level of disgust, not of this woman bathing herself, despite the fact that her feet are filthy, but the scene at the end of the tub scene where it's a shot of the drain... And you are seeing just just filth swirling around her disgusting bathtub. I was like, "That's an for the
2: budding filmmakers. If you want to do like the fucking psycho drain shot, start with a clean tub. You don't have to fill yeah. the actual <laughs> bath water going down. It's yeah. fucking disgusting." And I
1: and I, you know what? I'm not a better person. You think I got a clean bathtub? Fuck no. My no. bathtub's disgusting. <laughs> I have I have like hard water coming out of lead pipes. Okay, my bathtub is fucked. I'm a dirty, disgusting man. I am horrible, <laughs> just a fucking gross human but also, I don't film my bathtub and put it on the internet I draw the line there
2: <laughs> as should you so, I, yeah, don't film your disgusting fucking bathtub, Jesus yeah, it's it's all the hippie stuff that really drives me away from this, like some of the stuff, and again, you could say she should write for other people, but I don't know how much of this is, is entirely scripted it feels like she's part of or tangentially related to like an improv troupe or something that has some characters sketched out that were included in this film. Um, but it's the stuff that is just like, yeah. Crystals, tarot cards, fucking that goddamn self-defense class scene. What a, Goddamn nightmare. Oh, that what is, is that? What why is that, that in It keeps going?
1: It it keeps going, but at least like when the other stuff, once you pass that 30 minute mark and things start to go downhill, the other stuff at least is kind of like related to the story. But the the whole self defense scene, if you were to lop that out, what changes? Does anything change? No. I can't. Uh, take some of her
2: friends wouldn't have been in the movie, I guess, but yeah, no, that's that, true. That's about it. And it's the same like oh the other thing that tea the tea really skeeved me out too everything she's like can i pour you some tea and it's just like fucking like tan sludge <laughs> like what the hell is this
1: i would Goddamn also like to know hippies. what that is i i have i have no like is it is it a london
2: fog but she is like pre-milked it and pre-sugared it for mm. you i don't know what that is just so much about the general like lifestyle stuff of yeah. this movie where i'm like all right i'm out I, I, I was about away. to ask Colin again if he knew what this was about. I don't know why I think you know
1: devil stick people, Colin, and I apologize for, for that. <laughs> I shouldn't I shouldn't have accused
0: you of such a thing.
1: You yourself are not a devil stick man.
0: <laughs> no, but I've known a lot of hippies and I've had a healthy social life. Uh in and wherever I go. So I've known a lot of hippies in the past, but the problem with this movie is that the, the protagonist she like has nothing to say. She has no journey. She um, ends up by being like, I'm going to stand up for myself. But the problem is that like the rest of the movie, her space is basically just invaded by other people that are going to like break up with her or date her or do whatever. And I don't know. And
2: then by the end, she's like, aha, I did it. But she didn't do anything. <laughs> so yeah. how could she grow? We're meant to believe the character is multifaceted because she says she's multifaceted. And Mm -hmm. really, she's just an unlikable piece of shit who is dating other unlikable pieces of shit. And why should I, as a viewer, think that she deserves better? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Stand up and slow clap because she broke up
1: with literally Satan. So she just... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. He seemed like kind of a cool guy. Yeah. Satan was cool. I mean, maybe you shouldn't hang out with Birdman. Birdman I didn't like, uh, but Satan was all right. What was yeah. Satan's name? Rodney? <laughs> Rodney. <laughs> Rodney Satan. We love Rodney Satan. Um, yeah, I, I, I want a movie with just the Birdman.
0: <laughs> but that's... I'm sorry. There's, That's just another big problem with this entire movie, though, is that even if you attach yourself to one of the characters, it's just it's meaningless. It doesn't really attach to anything that, that happens next. And it's just... I don't know. It's exhausting. Because what's the point of even getting attached to anything when there's no payoff? Like, what is the payoff to each character? There is none. You know, what does she yeah. learn from each character? There's no lesson.
2: Right. You kind of, you kind of like, feel like you could edit this into something almost. Like, if it was just, yeah. like, if it was just the <laughs> actors. Uh, Twinkie Boy, okay, we're getting divorced from Twinkie Boy, then we go on a date with Birdman and it doesn't work out. We go on a date with Rodney and it doesn't work out. And then she comes to some sort of like conclusion about fucking loving oneself. The end. We're like twenty minutes into the thing. It's got some good laughs. We've mm-hmm. made our point, and we're moving on with the day. Unfortunately, yep. this is yep. all this other goddamn shit in there.
1: Oh, uh, it, it is. It is sad because there's those moments, man. Like when Birdman walks into her house and then sits on her bed and sa- and then goes, "Come fuck!" And
2: like that's just funny. <laughs> that's like really funny. <laughs> Yeah, the guys who are playing the dates, Rodney and Birdman, both very funny. I don't know. I I got a lot of laughs, but it's just uh, they, again, it's like they needed those segments edited because they didn't have enough written for them. So, like, 60% of them are really funny, and then the rest of it's just kind of draggy. And then when we get away from the dating scene, ooh, boy, it just falls right the fuck off a cliff, because it's just, it's like fucking (laughs) lamb chop or something, where she's like, Reading this hippie book about how to talk to her pets and plants, and then like this garbage fucking cat puppets, it's like, Hi, I'm Lamb Chop. I hope you're having a good day, hippie. And it's just there's so much of that in there.
0: I do want to bring up there's this scene, like if I had to summarize what the issue with this movie is in one easy scene, it's when she discovers, well, it's actually, well, yeah, it's a scene. Uh, She discovers that men always tell the truth right before they ejaculate in sex, right? I don't know why that's one of the things that she wants to put in this movie, but okay. So, (laughs) the scene happens with her having sex with this guy, and then right before he ejaculates, she asks him a question, and she hears something, and she goes back to her friend, and then we go back to them having sex again and then it gets to the part where he's about to climax and the scene just builds itself again whereas like there's an easier way to just like montage 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 like you would be able to hear like multiple things he would say you know what i mean like right before he climaxes instead of having to rebuild the scene over and over again where they initiate sex it's so weird like i don't know it's just slow it's really slow when it wants to get to a point um especially because the scene is even spurred on by the friends and the way that they, I mean, they could have done it all in flashback. Like there's an easier way to tell this story and they just make the most convoluted way possible. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Every time that that friend is in the movie, it's just a big sink. because It's just like they don't have a Saturn. It's just filmed in front of another dirty hippie blanket
0: at least they have chemistry at least they have conversations that make sense like there's good energy i couldn't
2: tolerate that friend being in the movie at all i was like this person can't act these these scenes serve no purpose just get with like make it sketchier just stick with this fucking loose structure that it was it initially had I, I, yeah i don't know you're probably right i just i i don't know i'm
1: i'm torn on this one because i i mean i really do feel like we have two winners in in the cost of content universe um, but Ugh. once again, this is just like how I'm bringing out like all time great pieces of shit and Myros is just inching by me and it's frustrating week to week. <laughs> uh, so we get we got to wrap this one up, but uh, we got to, we got to decide, are these, are these atrocities or curiosities? And for my money, they're both curiosities. I think there's, there's something here in each of these films that you could latch on to these are these are far from the worst that we've watched in fact they're upper echelon as far as i'm considered uh you you could you could do worse you could do worse
2: yeah i gotta agree on that front for me it's like if you're into low budget horror and you just want something kind of lean that's not going to waste your time Attack of the Teddy Bogle, ignore the title and, and give it a shot, because it's it's legitimately a totally fine movie, uh, for my money. But uh I don't think that Divorce at Large is a totally fine movie, but I do think that it has some moments that are, are pretty exceptional for their oddity. And I I yeah, I, I agree hundred percent. I think they're both curiosities. Mind you, I I don't even know that I would bring this to a vote because to me it's insulting to even consider attacking the Teddy Bogle <laughs> because it's just not it doesn't even belong here yeah agreed uh, Colin what do you think curiosity,
0: atrocity, Where how are you ranking these um attack of the what is it, was Teddy Bogle I gotta say that's atrocity I don't like it at all I really don't, I find it not interesting and it won't shame the people that made it whereas the other film uh divorce a or divorce at large that probably will embarrass a lot of people in the future so that that's a curiosity to me there's uh, there's at least a point where two websites start having sex with each other and that's really yeah. funny to me i, I don't mean know.
1: you see a a giant Birdman's penis
2: multiple times multiple times
0: uh Jerry's. i wouldn't call the
2: penis giant <laughs> what I forgot about that fucking that, that other web scene. That was another gem of this thing. Uh, not to derail too much, but what the fuck was that end like? Uh, again, we ran out of ideas and tried to do things like rule of threes but only had two fucking jokes where she's doing like this ballroom gown exercise thing, except she's not wearing a ballroom <laughs> no, gown at all. A hippie she's just wearing outfit. the same fucking hippie shit she's been wearing the entire rest of the movie and it's like, Whoa, I'm in my gown. It's like Fucking get a gown from goddamn Goodwill or something. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's it's frustrating. not very good.
0: No, no, and, it's but not. At least um, there's... Mo- I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, Teddy Bogle is a C- and it never gets any higher than that. Sometimes it gets a little lower, but it never gets higher than that. Um, whatever you want to... Uh, divorce at large, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a D, D-. minus, <laughs> But it hits like c-plus moments there's moments or even b-minus moments where like yeah. what the fuck is happening there's inspired moments where mm-hmm. that's more than i could say for the other movie where it just i don't know it's sure. um it's like it's, it's like it's like a cable <laughs> that you buy at amazon from somebody you've, you've never bought from before and you know it works just fine but it's kind of meh yeah i bought some cables on amazon yeah <laughs> Well, I,
1: I mean, I, I agree with you 100% on that. Uh, it's Taddy Bogle, regardless of what you think about it, it's it's pretty consistent. Whereas this is, uh, with, with Divorce at large, it's the lowest of lows and the highest
0: of highs. It, it's all over the place. So it depends on what you're looking for. It should have figured out how to sparse out the energy. That's the problem with the film, because it takes a big dip after 30 minutes, and it never comes back up for air. Like, it just hmm. doesn't know how to, to just, like... Take that thirty minutes and sparse it out. You know, you can make the intro a little slower. That's okay. You know, like, yeah. or
2: just make a thirty-minute fucking project. Jesus.
0: Also a possibility. <laughs> what are you
2: planning to distribute it nationwide? I don't think you need to meet the feature length criteria here. <laughs> so okay,
1: Myros, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing your vote is going towards the film that you cho- you chose, Divorce at Large. Uh, Colin, need to it know. It has to. Where, where, where's your
0: vote going? What's the worst film this week? The worst film? Oh God! I would actually have to say, if we're just talking about bad, what is a worst film I would never want to watch again? Sorry, Teddy Bogle, you are the one. All right. Well, it's it's time
1: for a cost content first because we bring in the third party so we can have a neutral person that will that will vote <laughs> not based in their own interests. Yes. Yes. And. Uh, you know, generally, I you, I could be the type of person here. I could be the type of person who is desperate for a win, and would take an easy win, like in this situation. However, that being said, I I genuinely think Taddy Bogle is the better movie here. So, as a man of honor, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna vote with Adam Myros and hand him the win this week. So. Uh, oh. Congratulations, and it, my
0: my honor. The two can party never be system questioned. is rigged. The two this party is an system is rigged. Contest,
2: Steve. I I I will extend you the same courtesy, and and very <gasps> nearly did last episode. Uh, my God, I I still think I, I I voted my heart, but I also think you were robbed last week. So we'll we'll say that. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Apparently, I couldn't I couldn't use uh, the the concept of actual sex crimes to win a, an episode. So there you go. <laughs> all right colin thank you so much uh you also are a man of honor and again i apologize for uh, uh insinuating that you hang out with hippies i don't i don't know if that's true or not but um, i have hung out with hippies
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely make good uh, vegan sandwiches they're, they're nice yeah man bean sprouts okay well uh if you're listening right now
1: uh do us a big favor there's a couple of links in the description one will take you to our itunes page you can give us a nice five star written review that helps with algorithms that help us become more visible and then if you really like us there is uh there's a link to our patreon you can throw us a couple bucks uh per month a couple bucks will get you uh, access to the a couple ob- bunks per couple month. Bucks per month <laughs> Get you the, uh, the Optimism uh, vaccine. Uh, so. <laughs> the special feed just for you patrons out there. And, uh, yeah, so you get, you get, there's actually there's podcasts. You can't get anywhere else. Exclusive content, written stuff, all exclusive. It's all there for you. And we're going to give it to you. And on top of that, uh, as soon as Myros finishes collecting addresses, I am going to be sending out, uh, patron subscriber prizes this week. You can get a little package in the mail. And it's a it's a movie from my personal collection. Is it a copy of Legend of Taddy Bogle or whatever the fuck that movie's called? Maybe. I don't know. You don't know either. You could get anything. Anything is possible. DVD, Blu-ray, VHS, Laser Disc, a fucking box set. You don't know, but you're gonna get a package in the mail from me. Um, and it, you know what, it's, that's usually a good thing unless you're, an uh, enemy of Ted Kaczynski. So <laughs> that being said, if you have anything, uh, you'd like to say to us, uh, you can tweet at us at optimism or you can email us optimism at gmail.com. That includes filmmakers as well. If, if you are the type who Googles yourself for your film's name, you got the Google Alerts set up, and you're like, who are these fucking assholes? Hello, it's us, the assholes. We would love to talk to you. We've interviewed filmmakers before on the show that have had films featured. Uh, it's always a good time. So, uh, yeah, if you're out there, uh, Carly Smith or uh, who, who's Mr. Taddy Bogle?
2: Peter Marcy. Peter uh- Marcy. Peter Marcy. Yeah, it's been a while since we pulled that, put that call out because uh, most of these people I don't think we'd want to converse with. But, uh, no. yeah, either of these folks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you, you did some interesting work here. I'd, I'd love to hear about the process. Love to hear it. So, yeah, shoot us an email. Love to hear from you.
1: Uh, and with that, that wraps things up. But, Marius, what's our score right now? Uh,
2: it is now 6 to 3. Jesus Christ. It's getting grim, getting grim. We do go to 10. Look at this. This is what this is what Honor does, man. It's what it does. Let it be
1: known. All right. Thank you again, Colin, and we will be back in uh, 2 weeks.